0: You're listening to a podcast from River City Church of Jacksonville, Florida. For more audio and video podcasts, visit rccjacks.com. The best and worst time to speak after we have a powerful encounter with the Spirit in worship. It was all y'all want to be worshiping right now. It was amazing and uh, and awkward at the end there. And that was I will take full responsibility for that. That That's totally on me. uh, And we could have gotten it wrong there. We could have probably kept on worshiping and kept doing what God was doing and not done anything wrong. Uh, but the sense that I had and, 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 uh, was that we needed to move on. And so I apologize for the awkwardness. That was not the worship team. Um, we'd still be in the glory of the Lord, and things would be pouring out on us, probably in the spirit, if it was up to them. You're welcome. All right. Real quick, uh, I mentioned last week the importance of being a part of loving and serving our children. The way that you sign up to do that is just through filling out a card and uh, it's a serving card, and you can check children's ministry, again, because we know that River City Church is not a burden, but a blessing to love and to serve our children. And so please do that. One of the things uh, that's happening right now in our church, and it seems like I didn't know all those things were going on uh, in our church, and uh, that's a good thing, is that we're in the midst of a prayer and a fast of, of creating opportunity, encouraging you to give up a meal and during that meal time or give up something, and whatever you would normally be doing during that space, you would spend time with God, and what that looks like and how that looks and, and, and however that is, uh, just know that uh, our goal in that is not to be more disciplined. our goal in that is not to be like is, is not to lose weight, even though that might happen. Our goal is for you to experience God, for you to experience the love of God, for you to experience the Father's love, for you to experience him, kind of for him to hook into your heart. And then out of that, you're like, oh, snap. This was like hard. This was difficult as we were going. But now it's something that I long to do. It's something that I enjoy doing. It's something that I pursue doing. And so, um, so that's the goal of the fast. And today what I wanna talk about is the body in Christ. And that's all I've been talking about the last three weeks, right? I've been talking about, the importance of abiding in Christ, that we can't bear fruit. And I'm actually gonna speak from the parable of the vine and the branches today. And um, one of the cool things, there's lots of cool things about God. Lots of cool things about God. But one of the cool things is that he gives us visible visible or tangible examples that are reflections or shadows of things that are happening in the spiritual realm, Okay, and so he'll, he'll talk to us, like today I'm gonna to talk about vine, the branches and the fruit and the vine dresser. God gives us that so that we're like, oh, every time I look at a vine, it's kind of like I'm looking at Jesus. And he talks about this again and again and again through lots of different examples in the Old and the New Testament. We hear about a house. If you're gonna build your house or your life on something, build it on the rock, not the sand. Now we can look at a house that's built on sand when it rains, what happens? The foundation goes, we're like, I don't want, the, I don't want a life like that. So God gives us tangible examples like that. He says to us, the parable of the mustard seed, the kingdom is like a mustard seed. It grows in this big tree where people find refuge, where birds can come and live. That's what the kingdom of God is like. Come on and be a part of it. Or God says, you know, the kingdom of God, or well, he says, you're like salt and light. Well, what's salt like? Well, it makes everything better, doesn't it? It gives us heart attacks too, that's another thing, okay? What's light like? What well, drives away darkness by, just by its nature? Well, that's what we do. You know, it talks about the pearl of great, the kingdom of God is like a pearl of great price. It's like the treasure in the field. It's like a net that does this. All for the purpose of giving us visible examples of what it's like to live in and for the kingdom, to be absorbed with the kingdom. Because the spiritual world, we don't see it, do we? we can't, it says that we don't fight against flesh and blood and what we can see, we fight in the spiritual realm. So God, in his graciousness, gives us these kinds of pictures to remind us, well, this is what it's like to be my child this is what it's like to be a part of my family this is what it's like to be in my kingdom and so when jesus says i am the true vine he tells us that all the vines on earth are pictures or emblems of himself that he is the divine reality of which they are created to express they all point to him they all preach to him and they all reveal him if we are to know Jesus, what do we do? We can study the vine. What's a vine like? What's it rooted in? How does it grow? What's, what's God trying to communicate to us? If we're trying to know what God the Father is like in this parable, we look at or the story. We look at the vine dresser. This is what the Father's like, and his pruning and caring and watering and preparing the soil for the vine to live in to be grounded in. But if we're to understand. And to know what our life should look like, what our purpose is, and how we are to live, we study the branch and the fruit that comes from the branch. And today we're going to look at the life of the branch. This is John 15. It says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes it away. he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you could do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers and withers and the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and the word and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so proved to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. Father, we thank you for this word picture of what it's like to be a part of your vineyard, and to bear fruit, and to find life, and to find joy in you. We pray, Holy Spirit, you come and teach us this right now. Amen. This is a branch that I ripped off of a vine this morning. Now, if there was a child in here that was 10 years old, is there any 10-year-old children in here right now? Stand up real quick, just right where you are. What's going to happen to this branch since I broke it off from the tree, what will happen to it, do you think? It'll probably die, won't it? That's a fact, Jack. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay, you can sit down. That's just a fact. That is gonna, this branch is going to die. There's nothing I can do to save it. There's nothing you can do to save it. It's going to die. Now, it looks alive, doesn't it? It looks like it looked, you know, an hour ago when I ripped it off. But the reality is, it's going to die. I can stick it in water and it's still gonna die because the sap and the nutrients and the thing that this branch needs comes from the vine that it was attached to or the tree that it was attached to. And what Jesus is telling us is you're like this branch. If you're not attached to me, you're gonna die and you're certainly not gonna bear fruit. Isn't it crazy that we would think that we can bear fruit apart from Jesus? Isn't it crazy to think that in the same way that that tree will die, is dying, has no hope that we are the same way apart from Jesus? Is that what this is telling us? It is. It's exactly what this is telling us, that we are like a branch. We are just like that branch. It's simple, like last week I said, this is a simple truth, but very hard to get our hands around, to wrap our lives around. What does it mean? Like David said, that abiding in, what does it mean to abide in Christ in a way that all of our life, all of our, everything that we do, everything that we say, everything that we are is wrapped, is grafted into the vine that gives us life. That's the question. If we are branches, which we are, we're not the vine dresser. We're not the vine. If we're the branches, what this scripture is telling us, what Jesus is telling us, is that you have to be bearing fruit. If you're not bearing fruit, you're not of any value to the vine dresser. And the vine dresser will take you away and burn you, throw you into the fire. (laughs) That sounds harsh. But it's what Jesus says, isn't it? Because the vine dresser, the one who owns the vineyard, is most excited about that which brings him glory, which is the fruit that is produced from a branch that is in his vineyard. Show me that first picture of the vineyard. Now, if you were to see this picture like, man, nice set of grapes you got there. I mean, that's what you're kind of thinking. That's amazing. Amazing set of grapes. Look at all those grapes. You're thinking like, yeah, nice vineyard, nice vine dresser, nice vine, nice branches. But really what I'm excited about are what? The grapes. Right, And so when people see this vineyard, they see this vine, they see these grapes, what happens? They're like, they're drawn to the vineyard keeper. They're, they wanna be a part of this vineyard. They like this vineyard because the grapes glorify or speak of how good the vine dresser is, how good he's at pruning, how good he is at caring for the vine, how good he is at making the soil rich and, and healthy, And for the branches to thrive. All of these things point to the vine dresser, right? Glorify the vine dresser, right? Now, let's see the next picture. Now, what if you saw this picture? You'd be like, man, nice vineyard, nice vines, nice branches, but I got no fruit. There's no fruit here. Maybe it's going to produce fruit. Maybe the vine dresser's doing a good job. Maybe it's going to turn into a good crop. But if there's no fruit on these branches, guess what happens? A, there's no wine. You can't make wine. You can't find the finished product. You can't make wine out of branches, right? You can't eat the branches. The branches aren't going to satisfy anyone. And the the branches don't don't necessarily point to the fruit that's going to come from them. The vine dresser is most interested in the fruit because it reflects his nature, that he's caring, that he's loving. That when we come and be a part of the vineyard that he cares for, we find life and we bear fruit. We find joy in our life and we bear fruit. And we actually offer the world something that it's hungry for. We offer we invite the world into a relationship with the vine dresser that will give them life, that will feed them, that will nourish them. The world is walking around and is hungry and is thirsty, and it comes to a vineyard or the church, and there is no fruit. What does it do? Why would it be a part of us? Why would it come and submit itself to the vine dresser? It's the fruit that we reflect of the beauty of God, of the graciousness of God, of the love of God that attracts people to the church. The one reason for the existence of the branch, the one mark of being a true branch of the heavenly vine, the one condition of being allowed by the vine dresser to share the life of the vine is bearing fruit. Now, I've talked to people, I've been, I've been, I love this scripture. I've been reading it the whole week and meditating and talking about it with, with people. And as I've talked to people, like, Antley, that just sounds so extreme. It just sounds like, well, what about the, isn't the, doesn't the Father love us first and foremost? Isn't that what's most important about the vine keeper? And what Jesus, I think, is trying to communicate to us is that that is what is most important to the vine keeper, The most important thing to the vine keeper is that the the branch is abiding in the vine. It's finding love in the vine. It's finding finding life in the vine, is abiding in the vine. And when the branch abides in the vine, it experiences the love of the vine dresser. That is what is most important. But the result of that is bearing fruit. But when I say that, if you're not bearing fruit, you're you're gonna be thrown into the fire. What's your response? All oh, snap. I better start bearing fruit. What's the fruit, Antley? I'm not even going to tell you what the fruit is because I know that's what you're going to do. But that's how we respond to this scripture. We think, I have to start bearing fruit. Because if I don't bear fruit, I'm going to be thrown in the fire. I don't want to li- I don't want to be thrown in the fire. Don't throw me in the fire. I don't want to I don't want to get burned. <sighs> bear branch or burn is the title of the sermon. I'm just kidding. It's not. It's not but you come from churches that might have said that to you, okay? That's not, no. You see, Jesus isn't teaching about fruit in this parable, even though it's the thing that most reflects the glory of God. What is Jesus teaching about? Abiding. He's teaching us to abide. That's what this whole passage is about, is abiding in him. Because he knows, yo, 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 if you abide in me, you're going to bear fruit, it's not a maybe, it's not a question. It's gonna happen. It will happen. It's gonna happen. If you abide in me, if you are connected to me, you will bear fruit, period, end of story. If you're not bearing fruit, don't go try and make the fruit because you can't. Why do we know that? Because Jesus says, you can't bear fruit unless you abide in me. So is there a, if there's a lack of fruit in your life, a lack of life in your life, a lack of love in your life, The goal is not to go make the fruit happen. It's to abide in Jesus. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. This is what happens. When we abide, this is what happens with a graft. I'm just gonna tell you a little bit more into this picture. Whenever you, I've learned so much about, gra- I, could graft, I could graft a pine tree to an oak. I know so much about it. I could make a tomato grape. I could make a cucumber, you know, I could, I could do, I know how to graft things together. I've been studying gardening. I've been studying grafting. There's all kinds of different grafts. I could tell you all about them because I've been studying them, right? Well, let me tell you the basic kind that a vineyard owner would do whenever they're grafted in. What happens is you make a clean cut on, a, on, on like a fresh, on a fresh, branch from one plant, okay? And then you go to the vine, and where the vine is, there'll be an offshoot, okay? And what you do to the vine is you, is you make a cut in the vine as well. And then you, you create space for the, for the, little, the little, like, uh, the, 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 not the vine, but it's, it's, there's like technical names, I don't want to confuse you. <laughs> like the fresh little green, the fresh little green leaf slides into the vine, and, and what, this is what happens. This is the first thing that happens. When Jesus says, abide in me and I in you, this is what's going on. The first thing that has to happen in a graft is the little seedling that's being transplanted into the vine, the little stem, has to reach out its roots. It has to move towards the vine. It has to stretch towards the vine. It has to be cut away from everything that used to feed it. It has to be cut away from everything that it used to be a part of so that it can reach and get into the vine. Abide in me. That's the first thing that happens in a craft is that we, we the branch, have to move towards Jesus. We have to give ourselves to Jesus. We have to move into Jesus, pursue Jesus, cr- cut ourselves away from everything in the world. The things that we're feeding us, the things that we're giving us life, the things that we're distracting us, that we're going to for joy and for happiness and for love. We, the first thing that happens is We're cut away from those things. And then we're connected to Jesus. We're put in a position where we can be grafted into him. Abide in me so that Jesus can abide in us, can come to live in us, can move through us. And so, and he's reaching out. He's moving towards us all the time, wanting us to come into him. So our roots go into him, little tendrils going into Jesus. And then once he connects with us, what happens? Holy Spirit, life comes. The sap of the vine flows up and into and fills this branch and gives life to this branch. And as it gives life to this branch, what happens? Fruit, baby, fruit appears. It just happens. The branch isn't all of a sudden like, I got some sap, I'm gonna make some fruit. No, the branch isn't focused on one thing, abiding in Jesus, putting himself in a position to receive the sap, get the spirit, get the life, The divine has. That's all the branch has to focus on. That's all the branch's responsibility is. Focusing on abiding in Jesus. Being with Jesus. Spending time with Jesus. That's it. That's all. And yet, we judge one another based on the fruit we see in our lives. We judge ourselves based on what we see in our lives. And we get into this mentality of doing, 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 instead of abiding, abiding and abiding. Many believers pray and long and are hungry for a deeper outpouring of the Spirit in their life, a deeper, richer experience of God's love, of God's power in our life. And I think the reason we don't experience it, it's not because of the I and you, It's because of the abiding in him that we neglect. It's not until we abide in him that Jesus says, then I will come into you. I will fill you. We are vessels created for the spirit. We are vessels created for life that comes from Jesus. But if we choose to sever ourselves from him and not be connected to him, how will we get the sap and the lifeblood and the spirit that gives us life, that produces the fruit in us? We are branches that are made to bear fruit. And we will when we abide in Christ. The vine is calling us, commanding us to abide in him so that we will be filled with the spirit that brings life to us and that bears fruit for the father's glory. But this requires us to separate ourselves from the world and to seek him, to pursue him with all of our life. Like Dave was saying, it's everything that Christ wants, he wants everything. Not just a little here and there, but to live lives that are fully grafted into the vine. It is only then that our life, the life that we've been created for will happen. You know, when we talk about this idea of cutting away from the world, sacrificing a meal, or sacrificing, you know, Facebook, or the game, or I don't know what, what, Occupies our time that takes us away from abiding in Christ. You know, we often think, man, that's just so much to give up. I just, I just don't know. That sounds like a lot to give up. That's a lot to sacrifice. I kind of, you know, I like, I like my life. I like, I like that I get to do kind of both and that I can have Jesus because of grace and forgiveness. But the lie you're believing is that the vineyard of the world has a better vine dresser than the vineyard of heaven. You're believing the lie that as you call, as you are called to sacrifice and give more to God, you will experience less life. That's not true. That's a lie. Again, I said this a few weeks ago. Have you met anyone who's like, man, my relationship with Jesus, I'm connected. It's been, I'm, I'm, I've been abiding in him. I've been spending life with him. I've been worshiping him. I'm spending time in the word. And it, my life just took a nosedive. My life sucks now. Thanks for nothing, Jesus. No, you don't hear people talking like that. Because when we're grafted into the vine, the more we give the vine, the more sap we receive. The more spirit we receive. The more spirit we receive, the more life we have. and, and, And Jesus says this at the end of the verse. Again, he wants us to bear fruit that glorifies the Father. But he said, the truth is this. Jesus says this. These things I have spoken to you, in verse 11, that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. That's the result of being grafted into Jesus. We lose nothing and we bear fruit. We get more life. We experience more love, more peace, more rest, more freedom, not less. But it only comes as we give more to being grafted into Jesus. Jesus is not only promising fruit when we abide in him, but also joy and life to the full. And so, River City Church, as we move into our third week of our fast, stop believing the lie that you can produce fruit on your own. Stop believing the lie that there's a better vine dresser out there than your heavenly father. Stop believing the lie that as you graft yourself to other things than Jesus that you will find life. You won't. You will not find life. You will not find joy. It's only in being grafted into Jesus that we experience the life we've been created for, We bear the fruit that we've been created to bear and that we glorify the Father. And as we do these things, as we sacrifice in this direction, He fills our life with joy. Overwhelming joy. That's what we are experiencing in worship. A manifestation of God's joy and God's presence and God's love. That's the result of going for it with Jesus, seeking to be fully grafted into Him in every way. Let's stand.